You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to The Dev Show. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of Your Goal Guide and founder of The Dev Method, which is my system for goal setting simplified. My vision is to give you the tools, inspiration, and motivation you need to figure out what you want and help you make a plan to get it. Let's get started. Welcome, everyone. I'm so glad that you're joining us today. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of Your Goal Guide and creator of the Deb Method for Goal Setting Simplified. I am a goal strategist with a specialty in pre-event planning. You can't reach your goals on your own. You need your people. Every week, I bring together four friends to dive deep into the topic of the week, and then it magically becomes an episode of The Deb Show on Thursday. So whether you're watching live or the replay, we are glad you're here choosing yourself and your self-care because, come on, if we don't take care of ourselves, who's gonna? I think the answer is no one. And I've got wonderful people to tell you exactly why. I am so excited. We have Angela Miller-Barton. Uh, she is the educational coordinator for our well coaches, but also she's got a well coach in her own right. And I spoke for her group a couple months ago, and I'm so glad that we could have her come on here. I also have Erin McCoy, who comes from the FOAs, Friends of Annie or Annie P. Ruggles, uh, who is a spiritual intuitive coach and just a really good, you know, when you talk to someone, you get those auras. Erin is all over the place, aura-wise, I mean, in a good way. And my friend Cliff Ravenscraft, and we figured this out, it's been almost five years since we've seen each other in person at Social Media Marketing World. Um, and fortunately, a couple weeks ago, he pinged me about an audio event, and I'm like, Cliff, Cliff needs to be in on this conversation. So I'm really excited because I know that the three of you, as am I, but especially the three of you, are really passionate about that value of self-care. And I would love for you all to take a moment and introduce your, I was going to say, introduce yourself a little better other than you're awesome, because I've already told people that that is true. So friends, let us start with Angela. Uh, please share who you are, why you're here, and why self-care is so important. Well, I'm here because you were so nice to invite me. So first of all, thank you. Um, and a little bit about myself. I am a health and well-being coach. I'm also, as you mentioned, education coordinator for well coaches, and I'm a personal trainer and a yoga teacher. So all the things that people think of are one, many of the things that people think of when it comes to self-care. And um, most of all, I think self-care, I think about it as setting uh, kind of guardrails on our life. It's very easy for people to um, overextend themselves, especially as we're moving into the holiday season. And we have to know what our limits are. And instead of always being at the limit, being shy of that so that we can be at our best 
and also feel good, but also it allows us to be incredibly generous. I think when we think about self-care, we tend to think that it's about pulling back and making it ourselves, but I think it allows us to be generous because we are full and we are well and we are nourished. So good answer. I like that. And we do think about it as, as being protective and it's even more important to be uh, cognizant, right, of the world around us so we can be better in all of the things. So wonderful to have you here. Thank you so much for joining. And Erin McGoy. Deborah Eckerling, thank you so much for having me on your show. And I'm so excited to meet both of your other guests. I've been hearing such wonderful things about them too. This is going to be so much fun. Um, I am, as you said, a spiritual intuitive coach. I focus on life and business, um, in particular for the female entrepreneur and what she goes through um, as she uh, navigates her journey on the planet at this time. And when I think about self-care, self-care, I believe, is the cornerstone for success in both life and business. It's the cornerstone for success in relationships, for the relationship to yourself, to others. Um, And ultimately, when you take good care of yourself, First, it, the ripple effect across all the areas in your life and in your business or your career, um, there are so many benefits. So I am um, the high priestess of self-care in my work for sure. Amazing. And, and you feel about self-care the, the way I describe goals. You know, you can't get what you want unless you know what you want. You can't be good to anybody unless you set that self-care foundation. So Absolutely. Wonderful to have you. And Cliff, great to see you. Thank you, Deborah. Well, hey, I'm a business mentor and coach, and I want to give a little backstory, and and it'll help share why I'm so passionate about self-care. So in 2005, I started podcasting as a hobby, just entertaining, educating, encouraging, inspiring people. My wife and I launched, had 27,000 subscribers by our third episode, Grew that to hundreds of thousands of people, and I just had a desire to be of service to everyone. And I decided, I wonder what life would be like if I could leave my career as an insurance agent and go full-time self-employed, creating content to inspire people around the world. And then the only way I thought to do that was to use my technical skills as a podcaster to teach and train other people how to podcast. So in January 2008, went full-time. First time ever being a business owner and worked around the clock for nine months without taking a day off. Finally took one day off. And at the end of the year, only made $11,000 net income. And I was working around the clock, ended up in the hospital, almost died to celebrate my first year in business because I was always putting other people's needs first And I had so many limiting beliefs about what value I had to offer to others and how much I should get charged and whether or not it's okay to get paid well for something you love to do. I was so messed up in the head and I weighed almost 300 pounds at the time. And my journey over the next couple of years is I found a way to become profitable, trained over 40,000 people how to podcast in this world, made millions of dollars over the next 10 years as as the podcast answer man. But I really got fed up one day when I'm speaking at a Michael Hyatt conference and people were lined up to say how much I've changed their world. And they kept saying, Cliff, I want to do exactly what you did. 
And I'm sitting there almost 300 pounds. And that morning just had the most emotional breakdown because I just had a brand new suit that I bought two weeks earlier and the button just popped off before I'm getting up on stage. And I'm like, you know what? I really want to equip people. And it's not about being financially successful. It's about really living in alignment with who you feel called to be in this world. And that's what I really want to help people to do. And I feel like a fraud. I know, I know what they're saying. But I feel like a fraud inside because I am not living the life I feel called to live. And I don't want anybody to follow this. And the very next day, I made a commitment to work out six days a week, every week for the rest of my life. Been doing that for eight years, lost over 100 pounds, put on 20 pounds of muscle. And I said, you know what? Forget podcast answer, man. I want to be known as the mindset answer, man. I want to help people learn how to put themselves first. So that they can finally love others as they love themselves. Thank you. I love that. Okay, I think we're done. This has been a great conversation. <laughs> Thank you all. First of all, I had only heard parts of that story before. This is the first time I've heard the whole thing together. And it really is mind-blowing, especially the entire journey lined up one thing after another. Um for your definition of self-care then, if we wanted to put a nice little bow on it, what would you say that is? Mm. Self-care means that you genuinely place your own needs first before you, you're serving out of a full cup. You are putting your own oxygen mask on first. It means that you have a sense of peace, love, and joy at the foundation of your core and you're serving out an abundance of that rather than serving others for something you perceive to be a lack within yourself. See, self-care means that I'm caring for myself and I know that everything I need I can find within myself and my connection to God or the universe or whatever you want to call it. I call it God, but but self-care means that I expect no one else in this world to make me whole. And in, it's only when I'm whole that I have anything to give to others. That that's would be how I de would describe it off the top of my head. <laughs> off the top of your head. That's amazing. That was an amazing description and definition. At the oxygen mask analogy is something that I use all the time. If you can't breathe, how can you expect to help others do the same? Yeah. The the other the other part that really spoke to me is and one of the things I say all the time if you love what you do it shows if you don't love what you do it really really shows so filling the hub and then spraying the fire hose of the things that you love is really the ideal because when you're good when you're in that zone all you have is good to offer the world yeah right? that 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 is that is exactly it I. I remember my biggest struggle in the earliest days was charging people for money for things that I loved doing. And I was an insurance agent. And of course, there was all sorts of things that they would love for me to do to help them, you know, lower their insurance and all this other stuff. But man, it comes to a conversation about technology and how we could use our voice to have an impact and influence in the world. And, and, I, that people would give me 10, 15 minutes like at church on Sunday back in the day. And then finally, it's like, Cliff, can we talk about football and the weather? It's enough about your podcasts. And I'm like, 
okay, fine. And then all of a sudden people are like, hey, Cliff, can you teach me how I could actually put my message, my heart, my voice into the world? I'm like, yes, let's do this. And and the funny part is, is how I started this dream of turning it into a career was the idea that people would say, Cliff, you've got to let me pay you for this. And I come from a ministry background back in the day. I was an associate pastor for 10 years as well. And so I just had a heart of service. I just want to give, you know, I don't, I don't need anything in return. I'm extremely well paid as an insurance agent. So let me, Cliff, you've got to let me pay you for this. You can't just spend the last three hours and me not give you something in return. And eventually I started letting people do that. And that's what convinced me that, oh, wow, there's an income stream here from teaching people how to do the technical, technical aspects of podcasting. But what was weird was that I went and decided I want to make a living doing this. And I used to believe that the more you hate what you do, the more you should get paid to do it. Or the more difficult and challenging an outcome is for you to provide to somebody, the more you should get paid to do it. And I had stacked belief after belief after belief just like that. And as a result of it, here I am. There's nothing about the technical aspects of podcasting that is difficult for me. It is completely easy, and I love it. And I'm going to attempt to not talk this entire time because I love to communicate (laughs) and share everything that's on my heart. And what was weird is, is here I am. I'm asking you to pay me more money than I've ever been paid by the hour as an employee in my lifetime to do something that I feel like I should pay you for that you allowed me to bend your ear for the last couple hours. Uh, I, I love that. And I love your backstory, um, which is why I want to go back to Angela. What was it about the health space? How did you get into this world? <laughs> uh, totally by accident. Um, so I am, as I like to say, a recovering journalist. And I had gotten into running myself. And when I would go to the gym to lift weights and things like that, I uh, felt unsure of myself and I didn't see a lot of other women there. And I realized if I felt that way, certainly in my, and I was in my you know mid twenties, that there were lots of other people that felt like that. And so um, in uh, gosh, early 2001, I went back to school and got my associate's degree. So I went backwards. I got my bachelor's degree and then went backward and got an associate's degree in sport fitness management. And then just sort of progressed from there. And then um, I got my master's in um, uh, exercise science, specializing in health behavior change. And I had a great mentor that said, you need to go to well coaches, which then led me to a great place to be able to put all these things together, which was yoga, personal training, but also to help people really think about the things that they're doing and why they're doing them, because it's never the reasons that we say. We say sort of socially acceptable answers like, I'm lazy, I'm unfocused, and we say really bad things about ourselves, but it's hardly ever that. It's things like, I feel insecure in the gym. I feel um, like people are talking about me. I don't know how to navigate that space. It's, It's harder things to say out loud. And when I really started to understand that, it allowed me to have a whole new understanding of people and of myself. And I think when we can connect with people with those really core reasons that either motivate us forward or hold us back, and we can meet that with compassion, we can meet that with not only self-care for ourselves, but care for others, then it allows um, a real kind of blossoming into a whole new person. 
And so that's, that's how I landed here. That was kind of a long story, but, but you, you identified something you needed. Absolutely. And that's what launched you on this path, which I think, isn't that like the definition of disruption is seeing what's missing from the world and then filling in that hole. Yeah. Ish. <laughs> uh, so Aaron, first of all, we need to give a shout out to our friend, Annie <gasps> P. Ruggles. Annie. Annie. Hello. Um, so what led you? Uh, and, and thank you again, Annie, for the connection and for watching us. Oh my God. Annie, Annie's a matchmaker, like for real. She, we are in love, Deb, you and I, it's true. It, and it's and because it's of Annie's fault. Yeah. <laughs> it, and actually when we were talking, I said, you know, you really need to meet my friend, Angela from well coaches. And I'm like, wait, let's just have you both on let's the just same get together. <laughs> uh, so what brought you to this? Where, where did you start? And how did you find this very unique brand of self-care coaching? Well, you know, it's interesting. I think as Cliff and Angela have have mentioned, we all have a personal relationship with putting ourselves last and overcoming that. Where Angela's the recovering, um, what did you call yourself? The recovering journalist. 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 I call myself a recovering giver. I overgave my entire life. And um, you know, I, I grew up as a as a high producing help everybody Girl Scout type and found myself in my mid thirties with huge anxiety, very, very powerful anxiety that just debilitated me. And I came from a marketing career where I was helping people build their brand or, you know, helping uh, companies, you know, figure out who they were and market and inside, I was like, this is not enough for me. I am not being true to me. And um, once I acknowledged that I had this anxiety and this energy that really needed to be shifted, I began to relax into the fact that my intuitive gifts were were really at the core of what could help me help others. But first, I had to help myself. So I had to really listen to what I needed and really tune in to what was going to give me the most energy and what was going to give me the most fortification and help me um, really amplify the gifts I've been given. And so how, how I arrived into this space of intuitive life and business coaching really comes from a, a, a process of discovery and um, exploration. And I'm exactly where I need to be. I, I, you know, really understand the plight of women who overgive and who, you know, they're last on the list for, for nourishment. So I walk that talk myself and, and that's what I teach my clients how to, uh, how to move through and navigate. Because we all need that roadmap mm -hmm. into having that better life. And as I said before, so I'm all about the foundation for goals. You can't get what you want unless you know what that is. And it's so true for self-care. I think that that a whole identifying what you need is what trips people up. Uh, but what do you all think? What do you think is the number one thing that stops people from taking care of themselves? Cliff? I would say for me that I, what I've witnessed in my own history and in the lives of those that I'm working with today would be a lack of margin. 
So whether it be, and sometimes it's margin of time, although we all have the same 24 hours, I think it's a prioritization exactly. issue. Uh, and, and a lot of it comes from financial margin as well. And, and so I, I think if we're thinking about self-care, oftentimes we can think about meditation, prayer, journaling, and, and things of that thing. And it, it definitely is all of that. But the other thing is, is can we do things to turn up our financial thermostat? Is there something we can do to change our beliefs about what we think about money and wealth that would allow us to make some different changes in our life to have more financial margin in our life, which may help us in, I hate to use this language, but buy back some of our time. If, if there's financial margin, then there's not that pressure to work 60, 80 hours a week. Uh, but I, I think margin, just to, to wrap it up simply, I believe that most, be, most people are over-obligated and under-committed, meaning that they are so filled up with things that they feel like they have to do in this world, and there are very few things that they are excited to get up and get out of bed and go do that day. Most people are over-obligated and under-committed. I... Well, I love that. I mean, I don't love that everybody is over-obligated, over under-committed, but it's so true. Be, and one of the things I talk about is, you know, what is your mission? What is your motto? You can use that as your barometer because that way you you get better at saying no. People are terrible at saying no. Yes? No. <laughs> I agree. I concur. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. The the nodding doesn't work so well on the podcast, but we're all good. We all agree with each other, which is always kind of fun. Somebody was chiming in. Oh, that was me. I was saying ditto. Same. Agree. Same. Yeah. Uh, So what do you think stops people the most from taking care of themselves, Angela? I think that we're confused about what it means. Um, I think that often it gets, and this is a trite way to say it, we get it confused with being selfish. We aren't um, clear about what it is. And very few of us have actually seen it modeled for us well. And that's not a criticism. It's merely just a, I think, a statement of fact, because it's it's um, a way of being that is kind of culture. And I think a lot of us, what we call self-care is aftercare. We wait until we're so strung out that then we're like, I got to take the weekend off or I need to take Friday off and have a three-day weekend. And not that that isn't caring for ourselves, but we wait until we're so depleted. And so I think one of the things that that's, we struggle with is um, a lot to what you know Cliff was saying is that... Um, we don't have margin, not only financial margin, but we don't have margin with anything. We take everything to the very nth of what we're capable. If I have just a little bit more time, of course, I'm going to dedicate it to one more thing. Or as Aaron was saying, you know, being a, a pleaser, of course, I can help that person. And being able to set up, um, I mean, frankly, healthy boundaries for, for our lives of, yeah, this is a yes for me. This is a no for me um, requires a really knowing ourselves but it also requires us fully understanding that that is um, not only a gift to ourselves, but it is a gift to other people. We are handing them an instruction manual for the, you know, in my instance, the proper care and feeding of an Angela. (laughs) 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 So I think it's just, it's confusion because it, 
it gets so easily, you know, mixed with other things like bath bombs and manicures. And I'm all for bath bombs and manicures, but it's saying no, like you were talking about saying, I can do this, but I can't do that. It's saying, um, if you, at work, if you would like me to do this thing, then this other thing needs to be on the back burner. Real clarity about what my capacity is and my capacity may not match Cliff's or Aaron's or yours. And that doesn't make me bad. That makes me Angela. Okay. So now we have a book title for Angela, the proper care and feeding of an Angela. <laughs> I love that. Uh, and then Andy wrote over obligated and under committed. So we also have Cliff's next book. Uh-huh. Aaron, what about you? What, what, what plenty thing are you going to say that we're going to turn into a book title? No um, total pressure. Saying no is my superpower. Ooh. That is the, the best form of self-care. Saying no is the best form of self-care for sure. And, you know, to Angela's point, I think that we can also, um, you know, look at the way we were raised, especially in our culture, um, where we are programmed to really um, be external first. Anybody's expectations come before our own health, our own balance. And so we are programmed to, you know, live up to the expectations of others. And that's what makes us a, you know, a functioning, wonderful human being. You're, you're doing a great job if you're taking care of others first. And I think that that is so normal in, it's been normalized, you know, um, and when I think about, the, you know, saying no is the best form of self-care, that is really the first step in creating those boundaries, like Angela was saying and how Cliff was saying, you know, we we all have to just have this awareness around where the boundaries are and then stay clear in those boundaries. That is huge. Um, you know, slowing down and really just taking a breath before you say yes to something, that takes practice. It really does. It's very easy to say, oh, yes, I can fit that in. I can sleep less. I say, if you're going to sleep less, do it for something for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, use that for your projects. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I told someone the other day, one of the best things you can do if someone cancels a meeting on you is not to fill it with work, but to fill it with self-care totally. and, and yep. treat it like a gift. I had, I had a client who reached out to me. She's a member of my uh, mastermind group and she had a one-on-one scheduled with me. And she goes, Hey, from our last meeting, I am so flooded with ideas already. So for us to get on a one-on-one session and have more insights, is it okay with you, Cliff, if instead of our 90 minute one-on-one session that I go and record four different podcast episodes and I'm like, by all means, (laughs) go do that. That's awesome. I immediately went upstairs put on my workout shorts and my workout shirt and headed to the gym. And I did a 45 minute Stairmaster. It's like, yes, it's, it's an extra, it's an extra thing today and a bonus. Well, yes. And, oh, and to, I'm sorry to that end. just thinking about time. Time is, you know, the first thing we run out of and the thing we have, we think we have the most of, right. So like getting that gift of like an extra 45 minutes and applying it to yourself that is, that is truly a really wonderful way to give back to yourself in terms of self-care, no matter what it is, if it's going for a walk, going to the gym, taking a nap, you know, whatever it might be. For me, it's art. I, if I have an extra 45 minutes, I'm making art. 
that's like my self care for sure. Can I say something that Angela prompted within me? You know, I love that the that she brought up the proper care and feeding of an Angela, and it it makes me think of my <laughs> we have a we have a dog, and he's a little pup. He's one of those teddy bear dogs, right? And when we got him, we're like, okay, what what kind of foods are going to be poisonous? What kind of foods is he allowed to eat? And this dog eats better. And is better cared for than any other person that's a human under this roof. I'm not kidding you. I eat more chemicals and things that would be potentially dangerous to me than this dog. And and it's funny because there are manuals. You could go find books that says how to properly care and feed this animal. And I think it's important. And what it reminds me, especially as a self-care routine, is we can write our own manual. We can actually create our own manual for ourselves of what are the essential things. And one of the things that I have learned in my moving through this journey of life is I personally have made a transition away from things called to-do lists. And instead, I have an ongoing to-be list. And it's like, this is who I will be in the world today. I don't care what I do. But whatever, if I'm given the gift of life today, there's oxygen in my lungs, the the earth is still spinning exactly at the right distance from the sun that I didn't freeze to death overnight or burn to death. Yay, I have another day. This is who I'm going to be. This is how I'm going to show up in the world. And and just to give you an idea of my own like to-be list is I want to get up early in the morning, start the day before almost everyone else. And Right now, I get up at five o'clock in the morning and I sit there for the first four hours of the day without looking at my phone, without looking at my calendar or to-do list or tasks or scheduled calls. And it's time for me to sit down and either read a book, journal, meditate, pray, uh, sit down and just think about what I'm grateful for, what I expect to accomplish in my life overall when it comes to my relationships, the way that I'm just excited that I get to create whatever it is that's in my mind to create in this world, what a gift it is, and to remind myself that today might be my last. And if it were, what would I, how would I want to be in this world today? And so there's that. And then another thing for me is I want to take a nap every day. I want to be known as that guy, like at my funeral or memorial service, it, I, I want I want multiple people as it. You know what I loved about Cliff? That guy took a nap for like 30 minutes to an hour every single day of his life, seven <laughs> days a week. I want to be known for that. Um, and working out, taking care of myself physically, working out. That guy made a commitment in November 2014. He says he's going to work out six days a week, every week for the rest of life. And he did it. In fact, that might have been what killed him <laughs> anyway. But creating that manual, I love that. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take and create myself the proper care and feeding of the cliff. So thank you, Angela, for the inspiration. I, I think we've got like the bonus goal. And we're not talking goals yet, but I already see the bonus goal is gonna be write yourself manual. Yeah. So that is all of our homework. And if you're listening or watching. It's your homework too. Bonus goal. It's it's like gifting yourself. And when we talk about gifting goals later, that's what it is. Giving yourself the time and the energy and the attention 
to be better to you. Uh, okay, and, and we've got John Chen watching as well. John is the virtual meetings, engaging virtual meetings author and guru, and he's already on it with the proper feeding of John Chen, uh, the proper care and feeding of John Chen manual as well. So thank you for for jumping in. So Cliff wants to be known as a person for naps. Aaron, what are people going to say about you? What is your like absolute favorite self-care? ritual? Well, like Cliff, I spend the morning typically in some sort of reflective state, whether it's meditation or journaling. But what I do every day that has changed the way I go about my day is practice gratitude. And so for me, what I do is I don't just write, I'm grateful for another day on the on this planet. I will write down for as, as much space as I have, every detail of a particular thing. So I'm really grateful for this beautiful weather because it means I get to go outside because it means I get to take breaks and enjoy the sunshine, like really get detailed because the neuroscience of gratitude has everything to do with flipping the script on negativity and really coming from a place of sufficiency, abundance, and peace so the more that you can have, you know, detailed out your what you're grateful for, I think you're really just setting yourself up to really coast off of the good vibes that come from practicing gratitude. So I spend a lot of time just really taking a moment and taking some breaths and going, okay, what's good right now? What feels good right now? And if I don't have all the time, like I said, time is the first thing that goes, you know, who's gone, is I will make sure that my journal has you know, those three things just boom, boom, boom every day. And then I set an intention about my day like Cliff does. It's like, how do I want to show up? How do I want to be here? What is meaningful to me today? And then I practice a little affirmation around that and just sort of like lock it in and know that I'm going to move forward in my day with some real intention and, and just give myself my own sort of like protective coding of like, make sure I, I come first. Um, and then thinking Cliff, I love that you're like, you want to be the guy who's known for naps, right? I want to be known as the heart centered badass. That is pretty much, I created my, my signature program around that. And that is all about leading with the heart fiercely and unapologetically putting yourself first. And, uh, I want to be known as the heart centered badass. I love that. Thank you. I do too. And it, it just, it also speaks to you, right? Because being heart centered, people think fluffy, you know, I'm, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Um, but I love the, and it sounds like it, it's a dichotomy, but it really isn't. Goes hand is, in hand. It, it really does. I, mm-hmm. I once had a client, um, she was doing her, she does Zumba. And I think she was doing like a spiritual candle business or oil business. And she's like, you can't put those two together. And I said, what do you mean you can't put those two together? They're absolutely perfect because they're the different ends of the spectrum. So I don't know where that tangent came from, from my head, but it's, if you are the opposite, opposite is the same. And that's amazing. Um, Angela. You know the question. <laughs> I do know the question. I want to go back though a minute because what Aaron said about being heart-centered and a badass, it takes so much courage 
to be heart centered. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Erin, but it makes me also think of being open hearted, like leading absolutely the world. Yes. With your heart. And that is a courageous act. And so of course that makes you a badass. And so like you were saying that we think about heart centered being fluffy and there's no substance when that's really where the substance is. It's like when we talk about soft skills, but yet they're the most difficult to embody. Mm-hmm. How to stay in and hard, difficult conversations, stay present, stay open, still listening, not shut down. Um, those are the hardest things. And it's always kind of interesting to me that we always find these really like opposite words for, for the things that are the hardest. Soft skills are the hardest. Being a <laughs> center is like wildly rebellious. So, Oh, I, I love that. Wildly rebellious. Yes. Feel free to use it. Mm, I love it. Angela, you've got some real nuggets here that I just like, seriously, we've got a podcast for you and a book. And I love that wildly <laughs> rebellious. I, I thought I wasn't going to have a productive day. And here we are, which <laughs> me, your, your question, what you want to be known for. Like I'm a word person, which I suppose isn't all that shocking at this point. No. Um, I'm the person who has like the word of the day on my, my phone. And, um, even though I say I'm a recovering journalist, I write every day, um, even if it's not for public consumption. And my, if I would like to be known for something, it's to be able to put words to what I'm feeling, what other people are feeling when they read it. They're like, oh, that's, that's the thing. Because being able to articulate what we hold inside, sometimes what we hold inside really close to our heart that's painful, especially, helps us get it out. We don't want to hold those things in. We want to be able to get them out in articulation. I mean, there's lots of other ways to get it out too, but being able to name in a granular, specific way what is weighing on us or what is bringing us joy, um, I think is part of what it means to be alive. And that's something that's really valuable to me. Um, I'm also a fan of naps, so I'm not anti-napping because I get my best after a nap. Um, But those are the things because I think it helps us to connect and I think it helps us to feel understood and to understand each other. Beautiful. I agree. And being able to articulate these things that people normally don't put words to, you know, this is what self-care is about is, um, people think of it as, and I love how you called it aftercare before people don't get it. But when, when you say something and people nod and smile, isn't that like the biggest joy, right? Even like there are conversation here when we, you know, we're all coming from sort of different angles at the same thing, but everyone's saying it in their own way. And you're like, oh yeah. Like when, you know, Cliff was talking about, you know, financial margin, I'm like, oh yeah. Like that's not my, you know, approach always to life. That's not my area of expertise, certainly. But I was like, I totally get that, you know? And, and I think that's helpful because everyone is going to hear, um, we need to have so many voices because we all have our people. Cliff has his people and they need to hear it from him because he has, he's singing, you know, their soul song. And so they can hear it from him or from Aaron or from you, you know, Deb, it, we, that's why it's so important for everybody to use their voice because there are certain people who can only hear it from you. Really good point. And also the reason why I love this format for my show is I get to bring people together every now and then. Yes, they do know each other. 
actually last week I had two people who knew each other better than I knew either one of them. So that was kind of a fun little flip flop, but (laughs) to bring together people who need to meet. And so everybody's audience can benefit from the words of the whole. And I, I kind of, every now and then there, mostly it's people just wildly agreeing with each other, but because we're all coming from this place of giving, you know, um, servant leadership, I think was either said or implied earlier by Cliff. Um, it's we're here to help the world. You know, what, what is, well, I did my workshop for you, Angela. So, you know, this, I always say you start with that mission and that motto. What do you do? What makes you unique and how do you help? And you all are helping in very similar, in different ways simultaneously. We all have our own background experience, our backstory, and that's what makes the voice louder in our heads than in someone else's. Well, and and here, like to Angela's point, I just love that, um, you know, how you articulate it doesn't necessarily land. And sometimes the message needs to be expressed in three different ways to make that real resonant impact. Um, and it can come from, from a number of different people. And suddenly you go, Oh, right. Oh, I get that now. It's like, you spoke my soul song. I love soul song, Angela. That's another good one. Love it. Thank you. So people are stuck in this box and you kind of want to shake them and say, okay, um, this is how you could be better at self care, but why don't we give them some goals so they have some activities to put behind or along with these? It's one thing to know something really intuitively. Okay, yes, I know I need to be better at being, you know, me and good to me. But let's give them some goals so we can quantify um, some of these activities. Uh, So shall we start with you, Cliff? What goal would you like to gift? Well, for me, I would say the gift of meditation. Uh, and, and I'm not going to even describe what I mean by meditation because I have at least five or 10 different ways that I practice meditation. And, and there are extremely metaphysical experiences of meditation. And then there are extremely spiritual, like faith, Christian doctrine kind of meditation. And, and so anything and everything in between, but just what I would encourage everyone to do is to go and start meditating one minute a day. Just just find whatever practice of meditation calls to you and start with one minute a day. Now, if you end up going three or four minutes, it's perfectly fine. If you find yourself sitting in meditation for 20 minutes, perfectly fine. Don't worry about setting specific goals for time, but just one minute minimum. Just set a timer for one minute and just sit and meditate, whatever that means to you. It, there's some, there's a commercial that comes to mind right now. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll or a Tootsie Roll Pop? And, and there's something in the center of you that is waiting to be found. And it is the wellness of your being. And it comes from the unlearning and the stillness of your thoughts and the stillness of your mind and the stillness of all the things you've learned through life. When we can, when we can 
remove or put a boundary or a margin between what we believe and what we've learned and what we've been taught to who we actually are at our core in our heart centered space there's something there that is really exciting and and i found that meditation is a way to get to it really fast there's so many things that i love about what you just said in the underscoring of a minute everybody has a minute it and and I love that that commercial. I, I feel like such a Generation Xer because that like really harkens back to my childhood because that's how long that commercial has been on the air. Um, but it's true. It's unraveling the layers and unlearning everything. Well, not everything, but unlearning the bad habits, the way that you think you're supposed to take care of yourself. And it's by... By having that stillness that, okay, I'm going to take a minute for me is proof that sometimes that's all you need is that minute. A minute is a powerful thing. 60 seconds is an incredible gift to yourself. And just uh, anybody can do that several times a day if you wanted to. But just commit to one minute per day, seven days a week, and watch what happens. That's going to be fun. Now, if, if you're watching or listening and you take the challenge, and I think everybody needs to, um, I don't like to play shoulds, but I'm I'm playing the should card. Um, draw Hyatt, let us know how it reframes your life. Uh, one thing that, that Aaron was talking about earlier with the gratitude, one thing that I do is I keep a win list. And sometimes they're just like little phrases. And sometimes I go into bigger detail, but it's it's a way of logging what I've been working on, but also taking a minute to be like, wow, I did so much more than I thought. And you only know that when you write it down, when it's there for you to come back to and revisit. Um, and I love how you have that with the gratitude spin, but that's what I think a, a win list is about is I did this. Yay, go me. And those of you, the minute of meditation, that could be like a win a day every day. So you only need two more. Okay. I'm <laughs> my enthusiasm is overwhelming me. Erin, what goal would you like to gift our audience? Well, since so much of how I operate in my world has to do with energy and shifting energy, I would uh, challenge anybody listening or watching to change their energy by changing their perspective. Go outside and take a deep breath. You will shift that energy. You will shift your mindset. You will clear your lungs and you will ground I find that getting out in nature is one of the greatest gifts of self-care that I give myself. And I'm not talking about you have to go for a ginormous hike. You have to, you know, really, you know, get out into the wilderness. I'm talking about just go outside and change your perspective. Take a look at what else is out there. Get out of your head. Get into nature. Super powerful moments happen in nature. They they help you clear. They help you ground. Um, and you can just really, um, take a, take a step back and then come back to whatever you're doing. It doesn't have to be more than a moment or two, but it can be very powerful for shifting your energy. 
And it can, in essence, be combined with Cliff's goal. Totally. You can go because a breath, a minute mm-hmm. of a breath could be one of those a dozen or so types of meditating, right, Cliff? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Breathing is an incredible, just focusing on your breath is, <laughs> it's powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Angela, what goal would you like to gift? Well, <clears throat> this kind of goes in, along the lines of self-care is um, and and self-love being things that are misunderstood. And so I, I haven't mastered this myself, is becoming friends with yourself. Mm-hmm. And I mean that in a real, like, basic, genuine way, like learning how to remind yourself you're doing okay. If you can't get to, I'm amazing. You're doing okay. Selling yourself something you can buy, meaning I can't buy right now. I'm awesome, but I can buy, you know, you're struggling right now and you're still okay. That's what sometimes your best friend says to you. Yeah. You maybe are kind of a mess, but I still love you. I still think you're doing okay. And so I think that learning how to become friends with ourselves, finding the things that we genuinely like about ourselves, we're always going to find something we want to improve. I think that's just our culture, our nature, what have you, but find the things that you can grasp onto and say, I really like that about myself. And don't be afraid to tell other people that about yourself, meaning that, you know, Aaron was so Um, you know, bold. And I don't mean bold in a bad way about exactly who she is. She's heart centered. And Cliff is really clear about who he is as well and telling his story and that passion that comes through. And I think that both of those things require that they are friends with themselves. And I know that sounds kind of, you know, silly, but I think it's incredibly important that we find things that we can anchor into that this is a really good part of my human essence. That's brilliant. Yeah. I don't think it's silly at all. I think it's, it's powerful beyond measure because we don't take that minute. Okay. Bonus goal, write a list of all the things that are awesome about you. And when you need reminders, you have a list. (laughs) Yeah. Create an inventory. And if you can't get there, go to what are the things that are pretty okay about me? Start with where you are. Yeah, I always I always dial it up to 11. <laughs> and that's a great thing for you to write on your list. I'm the 11 girl. <laughs> that's true. Okay, so what are the things that are okay about me, are good about me, are awesome about me? Or what is what is one area where I am doing better today at something than I was a year ago or five years ago? What where have I improved? You got to celebrate those wins, those little tiny wins. You know, those moments of I'm okay today. You know, like I've come a long way. To you know, recognizing where you've come from is really important. We don't take enough time to pat ourselves on the back for how much we accomplish just by getting up in the morning, honestly. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I have in my write on on my Facebook group. It, so every day is a different prompt. And my favorite is toot your horn Thursday. What's your biggest win this week? And sometimes people say, you know, I survived. 
if that's what you're latching onto that you survived, then you get like a dozen gold stars because that was that feat for you. Mm -hmm. So you all get gold stars for being here and for sharing such important information. Uh, there's just, there's just so much good in self-care and from the boundaries, from the taking breaths, from the acknowledging anything and everything that's good or that has become, gotten better. Those are all the different elements of it. If you had one thing to say to someone who said, okay, this is all well and good for other people, what what is your response to that? Self-care isn't for me, it's for other people. Angela? Oh, I knew you were going to start with me. I just had that feeling because <laughs> um, I had nothing to say. I, I think the first thing is just the most honest, which is, and and this doesn't to, to denigrate it, we're just human people. We're just human people and we are all doing our best. And often I think what underlies that of, you know, it's not for me is a worthiness. Do I, do I feel worthy enough? And I guess I would just, you know, lean in to that, to someone and be like, uh, it's that, you know, that phrase of, you know, you among anyone else deserves your, your, your care and your love. And, um, you know, Cliff was talking about journaling. That might be something to, you know, if you're, if you're willing to journal about that, why do I think that all of this is for other people, everybody but me? Because I think that all of us have a little bit of that. Even those of us who are here talking about self-care, and we know how important it is, but we all have that part of us that wants to eschew that nurturing. Um, so I think it's probably worth exploration, but also approaching that person with kindness because they already think they don't deserve it. They're probably the ones that deserve it more or need that extra dose of compassion, right? Absolutely. I'll I'll jump in and and the question was what would we give a what would we speak to somebody who says it's it's all well and good self care is for other people but maybe just not for me. I would say that you that we are all life itself expressed. I don't believe that any single person on this planet is more important than any other person on this planet. We would not exist without each other. Uh, we, we all function as life. And, and, and I want to say to that person, we need you to care for your part of this thing we have together, life. We need you to carry your part of caring for yourself. We, we want to serve you. We want to help you. We want to love you. And it's so much easier when you prime the pump on your end and, and, and just give yourself that time. And even if it is a minute a day, give yourself the gift of a minute, prime the pump. And if you can allow yourself to experience just 15 or 20 seconds of stillness, of peace, of joy in just one minute of one day, you will prime your pump and you will find that more of that will be attracted to you on a daily basis. Love that. I think if, 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 oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, please. No, I I was was just going to gush. 
Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> I, I, you know, I've had a little few minutes to think about it. And I think in, in my case, if somebody was like, you know, I don't deserve self-care, it's not for me. I would probably come from the perspective of just staying curious and ask them very, you know, just very simply, why do you think that? Mm. Why do you think you don't deserve it? And just see what comes from that and just stay really curious about that. Because, you know, I, I think we all, you know, like Cliff just, just um, said, it's like, we're all in this together. We're all having this human experience. We all can relate to each other in some way. And self-limiting beliefs aren't limited to just one self. Everybody's got something. So I would stay very curious and just say, why do you think that? I, another really good point, you know, approach with compassion. Mm-hmm. And one, another thing that I say all the time is like, we all have the answers. We just don't always know the questions. So that being a really good question in response mm-hmm. to that. Um, I did want to ask one other thing before we go into wrap up mode, which is, it is the holiday time. We're recording this in November. self-care falls through the cracks, I think a little bit more this time of year than it does the rest of the time. Do you have one tip to help people get through the holidays self-care wise? What would that be? Erin? Well, I think it goes back to if if you feel like um, things are moving really fast and you're overwhelmed, stop and take that deep breath. Because I think we stop breathing. We're just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. And then all of a sudden you go, whoa, I'm not breathing. And you take that deep breath. And that is a really generous uh, gift to give yourself when you can take those moments. It's deep breaths. That's a good one. What about you, Angela? Take a walk every morning, whether it's a minute, five minutes, walk around the block. Um, I live in Ohio, so it's cold. And there's something that. I think comes with that coolness. Even if you live in Florida, it gets cooler. (laughs) Um, It brings real clarity and it helps that busyness slow down and it allows us to have just a moment. And again, it doesn't have to be long to be like, how how do I want to spend this day? Much to how, you know, Cliff was mentioning before, how do I want to be in this day? Take a walk. Great. And Cliff, what, what do you have to say? Well, one thing that would help me during the holidays is to become completely obsessed with a new tool or a a toy or an app or a piece of software. So I'm going to tell you about this. This is, oh, repay. Okay, never mind. Skip. This is the Insight Timer. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And the Insight Timer, if you just go to your uh, Apple App Store, or I'm sure it's on Google Play as well. But Insight Timer is an absolutely free app, and there are hundreds of thousands of other people right now meditating. And you can set a timer for one minute and just sit there in silence, or there's literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of guided meditations from every different walk of life, every different practice. Play with an app, put some earbuds in. And just let yourself give have that gift of the moment. So I bet you anything, if you're like me, it's like, oh, it's a new thing. Of course I'm gonna play with this. Oh, I like this. I'm gonna include this every day. That would that would get me through the holidays. 
find a new toy and you don't even have to look for one. Cliff gave you a toy to play with. <laughs> and I love Insight Timer as well. I, I actually um, reference them in my book. So good call. Love these. Um, if you are enjoying this and you want to get the highlights or get all the links, you can go to thedevmethod.com slash blog and learn more about these wonderful people and their tips at a glance. And tell me, Angela, where can people find you to learn more about you? Oh, gosh, it's probably the easy, easiest way to find me as wellcoachesschool.com. Okay, great. Um, and I also put the LinkedIn links in the recap as well. So if you're watching and you you really enjoy what you had to say, connect with all of us. Drop a note and say, you're awesome. I want to be in your world and vice versa. Let's connect or something of that nature. So uh, org, right? Dot com. Got it. It will be right in the nose. And Cliff, where can people find you? Well, if you're a podcast listener, I have 48 podcasts with over 4,700 podcast episodes. So you could search for Cliff Ravenscraft in your favorite podcast directory, and chances are you'll find a podcast that'll be of interest to you. And I would love to invite people to check out my opening keynote address to my annual Free the Dream conference called All Beliefs Have Consequences. If you're a, well, let's just put it this way. If you feel like you struggle from limiting beliefs, go to mindsetanswerman.com slash free, and you'll get free access to this one hour talk that will change your life forever. Mindsetanswerman.com slash free. Awesome. Okay. I love it. And what about you, Erin? Where can people find you? I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn as Erin McCoy or erinmccoycoaching.com is my website. And I have some wonderful resources on resources on my website. So erinmccoy.com backslash free stuff. There's a meditation and some checklists and a daily gratitude practice journal on there. So grab it if you need it. Awesome. I love it. And as I mentioned before, I am at the Deb Method everywhere. And you can go to thedebmethod.com slash blog for the recaps and the links to stay in touch and learn more, even more from these wonderful people. I feel, see, I feel healthier just chatting with all of you. I can't thank you enough for, for being on today. What final thought would you like to leave people with? Cliff? I just want to. I just want to just share a thought of gratitude for this experience. I, I I feel some sort of just connection here tonight, even though I've just met each of you in in this powerful way, and and just what an incredible gift it is to have the technology. So I'm just thankful that that we can come from all over the planet and have experiences of sharing what moves us, what motivates us, and and what we share in common. So if anything, gratitude for the opportunity to connect with others around shared passions. Agreed. Very well said. I agree as well. This is why I love this so much is because I get to bring people together and it is so much. Um, one, of, one of the blessings of the last two and a half years is the fact that that people are so natural to come together in this way. So thank you for saying that and for being here and for messaging me a couple weeks ago so you could be a part of this. I love it. Um, Angela, final thought. Be gentle with yourself. Wonderful. And Erin. 
Kindness is free. Practice it daily. You know, people don't think, and I think this also goes back to uh, what Angela was talking about, is treat yourself as a BFF. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You all are just so amazing. <laughs> I love this. Thank you so much, everyone, for, for joining the conversation. And if you're listening and watching, thank you for choosing yourself your goals, your self-care to be part of this wonderful conversation. Again, I'm Deborah Eckerling. I go live every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific. So you could join the live conversation or watch the replay or listen to the dev show. Self-care is probably one of the best goals that you can set for yourself. So make it a practice. Go on out there and go for it because we know you can do it. Thanks for listening to the dev show. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Need more inspiration and motivation? Connect with me on LinkedIn, follow at The Dev Method on social media, and check out thedevmethod.com. Best of luck with your goals, and remember, you can do it. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.